Count your blessings, ladies and gentlemen, because this is Brian Pillman Jr., and you're listening to the most influential podcast. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Proverbs. So, WrestleMania's in Dallas. Your game, Shano, and I'll beat you in Dallas. Night one, night two, doesn't matter. Your choice, bub. Or, if you need a little bit of time to train them punches, you know, make sure you can actually make it from one corner to the other corner in the coast-to-coast. We could take this battle to Elimination Chamber. I would be happy beat you up and down the ramp in front of royalty or perhaps the rumors are true and daddy finally cut the cord Shano Rampage or Dynamite we're gonna be looking to fight daddy might have cut the cord but you're gonna have a new daddy when Slogan's done with you. <laughs> so yeah Shane McMahon really uh Screwed the pooch here on this Royal Rumble, apparently. Oh, my God. And he's apparently taken the uh, the blame for it, if, it, if that is the case. Uh, he has been let go. The Royal I When I was watching the Royal Rumble, I didn't think it was great. I don't think it was hor- horrendous, like uh, Twitter and apparently WWE thought. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's <laughs> Shane McMahon's fault. They're like, oh, you've never produced a, produced a match yet? Uh, why don't you just try producing the Royal Rumble for us real quick and see how that goes. I'm sure they brought him back because I guess he helped last year if he wasn't the lead guy in last year's Rumble too. But uh, it probably all went out the window when it turned out he was actually performing in this one too. Yeah. Uh, he Apparently he wanted to enter in at number one. And go the distance. I'm glad that someone talked him out of that. Yeah, uh, and then he also, um, at one point, I heard wanted to win. It'd be a big comeback. <laughs> he, he also, I guess, switched his position around quite a bit. Uh, to the point where when his music finally hit, because there was a mix-up with he and Randy Orton, Randy told him, I'm sure as hell not entering to Here Comes the Money. Started rolling on the ground laughing. I'm sure if Shane McMahon somehow ended up winning the Royal Rumble, you might actually, uh, like, spontaneously combust in your living room. I, <laughs> I told uh, my girlfriend when Shane came out, I'm like, Logan's probably so fucking pissed right now. Yeah, that, I don't think Royal Rumble needs surprises. But he was, in a way, the biggest surprise. You know, Maybe she- besides that. It was wrestlers that were on the roster, Bad Bunny and Shane. Yeah, and the, then the big, yeah, the big surprises were Drew, Shane, uh, uh, and Bad Bunny. Um, I, and honestly, like if Shane is like your biggest, Shane, if Shane and Bad Bunny is your biggest, like surprise, I think that's a big problem. Now surprises don't make like a great Royal Rumble, but it certainly puts it over the edge. Um, yeah, like... and I've told you before, I think, like you said, the Rumble wasn't great, but I think everyone on the internet, you know, oh, Kurt Angle's going to be there, Kurt's going to be in it. Cody Rhodes. Oh, man. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. This is when Cena's going to come back, so he can be a mania, this, that, and the other, and then you get stuck with Shane and Bad Bunny. And it's going to take this rumble and make it even worse because you've hyped yourself up for something that either you know isn't going to come true or if you think it's going to come true, you're silly. Yeah, and I, and I think the lack of major surprises on top of a predictable Brock Lesnar win is what really piss a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the card... I was okay with for the most part. Um, Roman versus Seth was awesome. Yep, great match. Uh, 
Becky Lynch and Dewdrop actually entertained me a little bit, and I didn't think that yeah. would happen. I mean, that's, it, it was a good match considering it was a one and done for the moment. Yeah. And uh, Brock and Bobby, I think, lived up to expectations as well. I wasn't expecting too much from that, um, but it was hard-hitting, and I, I enjoyed yeah. it. They did everything they could do. Uh, and then the ending, which I'm assuming is kind of the ending that they were going to go for at day one, if Roman hadn't been out. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still they made it work. Yeah. And then I love seeing Paul with the bloodline. Um, Rock's proven he doesn't need him. And I think Paul turning on him really solidifies this face run for Brock. Yeah. Whether people cheer him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Edge, Edge and uh, Beth versus Ms. Maurice. It was whatever. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was sweet that you could kind of tell that there was either there was some mutual agreement along the way between the four that the women were going to get the bigger spots. Yeah. Because the, the ladies yeah, for both teams did really well and they did a lot more than expected, I believe. Um, now it'll be interesting to see you know, if we'll see the Glamazon again or if now that she got to team with her husband, if she's... <laughs> completely sad like she's done everything she's wanted to in her career now the only the only gripe i have with the uh edge and beth ms maurice match mm-hmm. is like do you ever have like those moments like you're watching wrestling with somebody who like doesn't really watch wrestling and thinks it's kind of dumb uh yeah i was, I was watching at my house and uh my brother walked by like the second um uh Maurice hit Beth with the brick, like the brick purse. Uh, but yeah. Like, obviously, like, he didn't know, like, there was a brick in the purse. So it just looked like this girl just hit another girl with her purse. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is fucking dumb, I know. That's my only gripe. Only gripe. Uh, but the woman's rumble, too. Um, yeah. I was kind of upset. Kind of upset. My, uh, my homegirl, Sasha, got thrown out so quickly. Um, yeah, and then I. No this is this is one of those things where I think people are fickle because we talked about how they didn't like the rumble match because of surprises. But did, did the surprises in the women's match really make it good? I mean, who were the big surprises? Cameron, Ivory, Cameron, Ronda. I already forgot. And, it was only yeah. a week ago. A lot of the legends they'd announced beforehand. Yeah. Oh, Melina. Wasn't Melina a surprise? Yeah. She was in and out quickly. Yeah, she literally, immediately. Um, we knew about Kelly Kelly. Um, we knew about Michelle McCool. Um, so Cameron. Uh, then Ivory. Or was Ivory announced? Ivory wasn't announced. Yeah, I already said that. Um, was Alicia Fox announced? No, and people got excited for her, which I'm confused on, because she was never really anything special. And uh, I don't think Mighty Molly was announced. I could be wrong on that. No. Yeah, they're right. Like, that's what I don't get. People always used to, like, shit on The Godfather when he'd come out... Or shit on the announcers if they did the spot where they'd go in and then get instantly eliminated. But I mean, Ivory's getting all this cheer, which I mean, she's a great person, great wrestler, don't get me wrong. But oh man, Ivory was just in the ring at age 60. And was she really? She went over the top rope. If you bump a single time, it counts as getting in the ring. Not how it works. Like I said, oh, the Godfather does it though, and it's terrible, and it shows he's out of shape, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It just fans are fickle. We've been saying it for a while. I feel like we've been saying that since we started up again. Uh, yeah. Fans are 
guys are very fickle when it comes to WWE programming, which is fine. You know, each their own. Um, but I feel like the the hardcore fans of each show are very hypocritical of yeah uh, what they can what they like about their show and what they hate about the other show. But that's besides the point. Um, I I mean. I also found it funny that night with the Rumble, um, the pay-per-view in itself. There's so much complaint with the disqualification finish. But, I mean, there wasn't really anything you could do. You're obviously not going to have Roman lose. But no. this was this was planting the seeds so that when the Brock thing is done, if they don't have another storyline, oh, remember me? I almost beat you at the Rumble because I got in your head. And, but then you know if Roman would have just beat Seth people would have complained and if Seth would have just beat Roman people would have complained yeah I either either they had to do a a DQ or just have Roman win clean That's and then even I... then I said people now are oh the Roman wins Roman wins lol it's like what do you what do you want I like I like I knew Seth. Like if you thought Seth had a chance of winning, I don't know what to tell you. Seth, like Roman's not dropping the belt anytime soon. I don't no. think he's gonna lose that mania to Brock. Um, he's that he's obviously gonna be the next. He already is. I mean, yeah, he's not the next. He already is gonna be like the champion, the longest reign for the longest time. Um, he's gonna be this kind of generation's, uh, like Punk Cena. Bruno Hogan, who's gonna hold yep. that forever. I think it'll be him and McIntyre for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, if Mac- the best thing to happen to McIntyre is just get him off whatever show Roman's on, essentially, if he wants yep. to win a world title. Yeah, it looks like the big four, it'll be Drew and AJ and then Roman and Seth, realistically. Yeah. Uh, but then speaking of, you know, McIntyre, another complaint wrestling fans had the night of the Rumble is they had two that kind of contradicted each other. So a lot of people complaining that McIntyre, Styles, Bianca Belair, Sasha, you know, they were just misused in the Rumble. They were thrown out too early. They didn't do enough in the Rumble. But then, you know, in the same group... Yeah, why wasn't Asuka in it? Or why wasn't Finn in it? Or where was Alexa? If they would have entered people like that just to get them thrown out or, you know, set up something for Mania, yeah. Twitter would have hated it. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot no of, way to win. There's, yeah, there's a lot of no wins scenarios uh, out there. Uh, another uh, no win scenario, I think. Uh, it's coming up with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, or yeah. premium live event. Sorry, uh, just because it's taking place in Saudi Arabia, I, I've, I've made my stance clear on it. I don't think they should be having shows in Saudi Arabia uh, for obvious reasons, um, but they're yep. happening. And there's nothing. We wrestling fans have tried to get it boycotted, canceled. They've, they've done the ad campaigns on it, and they haven't worked. So. I'm just gonna enjoy him as a fan. Yeah. Um. I I know, unless it's a, a, a classic card, top to bottom, fans are gonna hate on it when it comes out. Um, especially since Brock's probably gonna win the the championship at Elimination Chamber. Um, and Lita's probably gonna lose because people think yep. Lita's probably people think Lita has a chance of winning. Um. So yeah, Lita Lita's I would, not gonna. There's no way she pulls out a W with that one. I mean, if she does, good for her. That means she's losing it at Mania, but... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, looking at this card... Not a good chance that fans are going to like it. Nope. Uh, Like I said before, Brock's probably going to... Is beating AJ Riddle Theory 
uh, yeah. Ashley and Rollins to win the title. The only there's two scenarios I've read where he doesn't. The likely one is that he does. If he doesn't win it, then Riddle wins it, and then you have Riddle and Orton for the title. And then if neither of those happen, then it seems Lashley's going to win it. And then it almost seems like he'd have to face Rollins since McIntyre's got Happy Corbin, and it seems Edge is getting Styles. Yeah. Because there's no one else that could really fight Bobby for it. Unless they move someone up from NXT, but yeah, no, I don't unless... think they're gonna strap the rocket to Braun just yet. No, in, unless unless there's an an audible called, uh, which I don't think he's really been in the mood of doing that recently. No, um, I feel like we're just gonna get Brock and uh, Roman champion versus champion at Mania, whether we yeah. like it or not. Um, yeah, I I think um, if they go that route, I've read online there's a chance that we get Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky again for both of their women's titles. And if that's the case, it almost seems the branch split would be done because that would be two champion versus champion matches. Yeah. Um, I'd almost expect the tag titles to do the same and maybe Intercontinental in the United States. Maybe that's why Vince has been on TV with Austin Theory a little bit. Kind of how he's there to do a grand announcement like he did before the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, who knows, though? Who do you think the uh, surprise will be in the Women's Chamber match? Oh, so it's going to be a surprise? They haven't just, just not announced it yet? No. Oh. I, I'm thinking probably Alexa. Yeah, it has to be. Um, or Bailey, but she's I think she's still technically on SmackDown. Yeah. So probably not Bailey. So yeah. Alexa, I think Alexa's probably the obvious one. She already worked at Saudi Arabia once. Either that or I know they wanted Asuka back for the rumble. It's gotta be one of those two women. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I just still have this idea that Trish is coming back soon. Like, they unless they go the WWE route and they do have Lee to beat Becky, and then Becky beats the shit out of whoever is supposed to have the sixth spot, goes and wins, and then we have Lee and Becky for the title at Mania. Uh, oh yeah, speak, speaking of Lita, I I posted I posted about it on our Twitter. I made a joke of it. Um, Apparently, Lita was one of the more outspoken people about the Saudi Arabia shows. Yep. But now, but now she's here. She's fighting Becky Lynch at uh, in Saudi Arabia. Money talks. Money talks. I like money. Lita <laughs> probably like, man, I could pay off the mortgage with this. You don't. Know then that. another another match that'll be on that card. I know is going to be McIntyre versus Madcap Moss, which is just going to set up the Baron Corbin match. Yeah. probably jump him, hurt his neck some more so he can have a little time off after the show since I know he's still healing. Yeah. And then he could be back in time for the Mania match. Yeah, they're gonna do a false count anywhere match with a hurt neck. Yeah. Jesus. Then um, it was reported tonight, looks like Sammy's gonna win the Intercontinental title from Shinsuke at the next SmackDown. You think we'll have any jackass involvement at Elimination Chamber? Or do you think that since Sami Zayn's winning the IC title that they're going to scrap Knoxville and Zayn oh, no, for Mania? Win, Knoxville's winning the title at Mania. Calling it. Uh, and then the other question of a uh, potential surprise. So we talked about Shane earlier. Obviously, he switched all the stuff around. As you said, he got yelled at by uh, other producers, by Vince... More for making the rumble about him. Yeah. Because he wanted to set up this grand match with Seth Rollins and have a spot in the Elimination Chamber and all this stuff. But once it turned out it was all his fault, Vince supposedly sent him home 
And with that report comes the report that a big marquee star for a marquee match got called to replace Shane. Um, I you any idea on who you think it could be? I was just gonna say I I I literally have no good idea of who it could be. Like just just because they use the word call, like who would they call? Yeah, that's like to bring in that's out there right now. And that Cena? I mean, if you like, I say if you make it through the list, Taker's not coming back. Triple H can't come back. Um, the Rock's not gonna do a match. Supposedly, Austin's already gonna be there. So I mean, not that he'd return, but there goes that thought. Cena really is the only. Goldberg's not supposed to fight after Elimination Chamber. Does, does Triple H's heart still hate him? Yes. Okay. Gotta be Cena. Unless they were gonna... Oh no, I'm sure Edge would have had a Mania match, so it's not like they could get... I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, they're not... Oh, Edge, sorry, you can't have WrestleMania off this year. Yeah. We have, you have to work Seth. Um, I'm not sure. Doesn't there's no one I can come up with. I mean, Kurt Angle was supposed to come back and do about a month, two month story, but from everything I'm reading, that got kibosh. So yeah, there's hey, there's no one that comes to my head that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Well, I guess we'll find out eventually. And no one, no one's jumped into the front of my head. I mean, at one time I might have guessed Sting or CM Punk, but <laughs> they're in, a, in AEW. Yeah. I'll give you Cody Rhodes. Yeah, free agent Cody Rhodes. Free agent Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm stumped on that. And like I said, no Goldberg after Saudi. But because I feel like John Cena is too obvious, though, you know? Yeah. Are we just getting our hopes up, though? Like, is Probably. That, like, are we expecting somebody? And Like we talked about earlier. I mean, could be T bar. Yeah. Veer. Veer could, could be the. That would be funny. There we go. Hmm. And I think the only match that we really didn't talk about for the chamber is, uh, as I said, good old good old Bill coming back for his last match. His Roman. Kind of kind of fitting though. Yep. Uh, what's uh what's the over under for this match at uh? Five minutes? More likely. Do you think, think they'd be able to go over five minutes? They finally get to do Roman and Goldberg. I'm supposed to be at Mania. And then Goldberg can recapture the fans' hearts of Saudi Arabia after the uh, poor performance with Taker and eating Bray. The fans can finally... Have a reason to cheer for Goldberg and Saudi. He redeems himself with the last Bobby Lashley match he had. So it'd be nice to see him go out with a bang. Like I said, I don't, I don't hate Goldberg. I enjoy Goldberg. I like seeing him come back. Oh, do you think? I got, I just got this idea. Since uh, Roman helped out Bobby win the championship, uh huh. Do you think Bobby you now returns the favor a little bit since you know he kind of has that little. A little bit of beef with Goldberg. Oh, that'd be cool. Then WrestleMania could be Roman and Bobby versus Goldberg and Brock. Stone Cold guest referee. There we go. Exploding death match. <laughs> yeah, at this point, um. Texas death match. Yeah. At this point, though, I mean. Go along with that. Supposedly, a couple months ago, they had Stone Cold's role for Mania locked down. Do you have any ideas for that? 
I mean, obviously it'll be a referee because I don't think he'll just host, host it. You know, he's hosting. You think so? Yeah, he's gonna be the host of wrestling. They like that. They like doing. They had yeah, a, but who's thought... the host last year? They had the host last year, right? Uh, twenty. I don't know. Twenty-one. Don't remember. Uh, we'll go back. I got. It. Oh, I th the only the only reason I don't know if he'll host is because if you remember, it was supposed to be a main part in the show. Like he was gonna be involved in a storyline, but you know he's not coming back to wrestle. No. He's either he's either gonna be a special ref, or he's gonna pick someone to face Austin Theory. I mean, unless they just have him beat Austin Theory, they could have him do a match like The Rock. <laughs> couple yeah. seconds. That'd be... He could come out, punch him, kick him in the gut, stun him, and win. And then Vince sitting there shocked. Well, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil were the hosts last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Pirates. Yeah. He did not like that. Titus O'Neil did not <laughs> want to do that. Nope. Yeah, then Rob Gronkowski was the host for the year before that. So, yeah. Unless he's either doing a special guest referee thing, hosting, or doing a 30-second a match with Austin Theory. Yeah, because like I said, Vince could have him be all trained up. Austin could say a few words on a couple Raws, and then it's, oh, we'll fight. And then it's, oh, Stone Cold, come on, retirement for a match. And then he does the big old entrance. He gets in Austin Theory's face, he hits it once, stuns him, does a big celebration, then run to the next match. Hmm. I I I feel like I feel like they probably they'd keep it a surprise. Maybe like Austin's like or uh Vince like Austin Theory, you know, I'm I'm gonna grant you a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> I guess a surprise opponent and I'm gonna train you, get you ready. And like he talks like I really hate this. Like they make it really obvious it's gonna be Stone Cold. Like I've had a problem with this guy for a long time. Did you take him out? And yeah, I can see them doing that. I think that I would like that more if it was more of a surprise. Maybe they'll have Austin Theory talk shit about Texas and say he's the best guy named Austin in this arena. <laughs> and then Stone Cold look him out. Yeah, you know, I've you know, you know I've been I have been missing a good Stone Cold pop. Yep, it's been a while. I think back to that WrestleMania 32 one. Yeah. You know, that was fun. Him, Sean, and uh, Mick Foley. That was a good one. He was he was the only one not in gear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know who won't be challenging Austin Theory at Mania? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. The big boy. The big boy jumps ship finally. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, did you see that? Apparently, Tony Khan doesn't understand what the Forbidden Door means. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. You tweeted an apology, but I don't think that apology was good enough for you. No. No. He he made the word. Or the phrase, whatever to call it. Forbidden door means someone from another company. And he tweeted it and he meant Keith Lee. He had to scramble and sign J Switchblade White. No. I know we talked about this before before we started recording. Um now do you now, do you think Tony Khan overhyped this like some of the uh, WWE uh, fans were complaining about? Um, it was like all this hype for just Keith Lee, even though they're the same fans that were excited to have him on the main roster and feuding with, uh, had that little segment with Brock in the Rumble a couple years ago. But now that he made his debut, it's just Keith Lee. Do you, now, do you think it was... Like overhyped? Were you expecting somebody else? Were you expecting Triple H? I, know I just did a whole 30-minute <laughs> podcast about that. 
I wasn't expecting Triple H. I wasn't expecting really anything big. Arian Cross is doing the previous narrative with Blake or Wesley Blake, EC3, Braun Strowman, and eventually Rockstar Spud slash Drake Maverick. I knew it wasn't Karrion Cross. I didn't think Joe or Regal would show up there. Uh, and I knew Jeff Hardy still had a little bit of days before he could. So I knew it was going to be Keith Lee. But yeah. at the same time, it's like we talked about the Rumble. Fans were expecting, you know, huge name. And, you know, oh man, who's going to jump ship? And then when it was someone that they knew was going to end up there anyway. Yeah. Um, I said, I was talking, I talked about this on the, on a show I did last week, or actually a couple days ago now. Um, that I knew I knew it wasn't going to be Triple H definitely wasn't going to be Shane um, I had Keith Lee as my favorite of debuting uh, just because I had Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano as one and two mm-hmm. and the only reason I didn't have Johnny as the uh, one debuting is because like I said on the show he's been talking on Twitch I've been watching some of his Twitch streams we talking the past couple months that he's not quite ready to go back yet. He's kind of taking the Tyler Breeze route where he's just recovering. Yep. Um, and I knew some Joe probably wasn't going to be him. Uh, he was kind no, of... I honestly, I honestly think if Joe comes back, it'll be at the first Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Because he'll probably go in their first Hall of Fame class. Yeah. And then he could be like the flagship bearer for Ring of Honor when it returns, since it seems like a lot of their talent uh, went to Impact and AEW, and I don't exactly know if they're under AEW and Impact-specific contracts, if they're just holding out there till it comes back, or what happened. And I, I also said I didn't think it was going to be uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or... Um... Just based on the fact, I just get the feeling that he is really in no hurry of coming back to arrest him. Oh. Um, Almost seems like he's burnt out. Yeah, I think that uh, I think he's one of those guys. Um, he, if he does come back, he'll probably just go back to WWE, probably. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I get. I was satisfied with the debuts. Um, I, th- I thought. I was, I was, I'm calling them overhyped. I think they were adequately hyped. I feel, I feel like, like fans, not, it's not just wrestling fans, like fans of every, like, fandom. Because uh, like, I'm a big, like, Marvel and Star Wars guy. So, like, when all the shows are happening and I go on, like, the discussion boards there, and people are already getting themselves way too hyped for, like, the, like, the new Spider Man movie. Like, yeah. Like, we knew Toby and Andrew were coming back. Like, just be happy with that. They're. They wanted a whole. They wanted a whole bunch of things. They wanted Tony Stark to come back to life, and I was like, <laughs> just be happy with what you got. It's the same thing with wrestling. Like, like who, like who did you actually expect to walk through the door? I know the Triple H post got a lot of people excited. It got me a yep. lot excited. It's just not gonna happen. Triple, I don't really. I honestly don't think Triple H is honestly that upset about what's happening no. in NXT that he's gonna leave and join AEW or start another promotion. That's another tangent I went on. Uh, in the episode I, I did a couple days ago, how it's not, I don't think it's a really good idea for Triple H to go on and start his own promotion. He doesn't have that much money, he's not that rich. Oh. And he, it's he, just now with um, Shane gone, he, him and Steph, him and Stephanie are, if they weren't already, the heir apparent to the throne there. Yeah. It doesn't get sold. I mean, it's just like everyone thinks Shane McMahon is going to start his own promotion and do a WCW or do a promotion like he wants to. But, I mean, not going to happen. I yeah, I don't think Shane likes wrestling that much. No. I think he likes, think he likes his ideas. He likes WWE. He likes doing yeah. that. You know, I don't think he's like, oh, I'm going to go sign all the hot indie uh, wrestling free agents and start a new promotion. I don't he, he, um, no, I don't think Shane likes. No, we, we we don't need we don't need a 
okay wrestler who can do a, t a top rope move. <laughs> it is generally in the mid card, teaming up with a millionaire, getting his own promotion, and then burying young talent or uprising talent. That would just be crazy if that happened. Yeah. Odie. <laughs> so I, I was fine. I really, I was actually really excited for both debuts, um, but this. But the only nitpick I have about the JY debut is just how it was shot. And that's my biggest problem with AEW right now in general is their backstage segments. My problem is they're scared. They're scared. I tell you why. They didn't go with the Kenny Omega NWA title thing like I recommended. And then uh, it doesn't look like they're going to do the elite one that I recommended. I think this is planting seeds for Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega, Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Yeah. And and they 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 heard me talk about doing Elite versus Elite, which would make the most sense. They wouldn't have to open that forbidden door so much, let in a draft, you know. <laughs> Get a cold. But yeah, but now they're gonna have to do that for the Bullet Club because I'm sure it's gonna be a blood and guts match. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be like Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. Jay White and someone else versus Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and then the other Bullet Club tag team, the Gorillas of Destiny. I'm sure it's going to be that. The good, the good news for AEW, though, is that whichever way they go, it's a win-win, I believe. Because yeah. that match would be great. Uh, the storyline you played out of Elite versus Elite, that would been that would be great as well. So I... Thankfully for AEW, they're kind of in a situation where they it'd, it'd be really hard for them to fuck this up. Their major mm -hmm. storyline here for 2022, it'd be really hard for them to mess it up. Um, you, you know, you know, they might never say never, right? Uh, there's a lot of if they left. where a storyline seemed uh, unfuck upable. That's a word. Uh, if they if, if they let whoever writes the backstage segments and. A lot of the vignettes that they let them write this, it could get fucked up. Yeah, I like, yeah, like I was saying, that that's my biggest fucking gripe right now with AEW, uh, and that's something that WWE just is heads head and shoulders above them at is producing backstage segments. We have whether it's an interview, all the interviews seem, seem cringy. Is that the word? Yeah. I and their backstage beatdowns like. I, I know I know wrestling is fake, right? But like it doesn't it, it like it looks so fucking bad. Like, it looks like stuff for the BTE. Like it looks not that that's awful, but it looks like a YouTube show being shown on television. Yeah, and like if it was, I would like that if if the production for the other backstage segments were higher, like having members of the elite filmed in that style of their like, YouTube video, vlog, whatever. But even, like, the rest, like, any other segment. Yeah. Like, especially especially with the women. The women are the absolute worst at it. Whenever Britt Baker and her, her squad are cutting a promo and someone wants to come in, and it's always the same, too. It's always the same formula, no matter. It's usually a group of two or three people. They come in, they cut in a promo, and then you get interrupted, uh... By another set, and then the bad guys beat them down, and they always—it's always the bad guys win. Yep. Um, and you—you you said something earlier. I didn't—I didn't write it down in our, our notes, uh, but it's another problem I have is their like their vignettes and their video packages too. I think they're. Really, yeah. I think they have a lot of improvement they can do there. Um, cause, cause I, I watch I I have the perspective, and especially at the last pay per view too at uh full gear. Uh, I took a couple of my non-wrestling fans to a movie theater to go see it, <clears> and <throat> the vignettes did not really do that good of a job of explaining to like a first-time viewer um, of why they should be invested in this match and why they should care. Right. Um, that's that's just a nitpick, I guess. Um, but I feel like that's something that just needs to get figured out uh, sooner than later. Yeah. You wanna know? You know, you said yours. You wanna know my issue with AEW? And this is this is gonna sound like a Twitter one at first, but I'm, I'm gonna actually I'm, I'm gonna explain it. Okay, I'm ready. Um, you have all you have all these contracts expiring, people potentially leaving, and Tony Khan saying he can't resign them. 
But especially for the men, you know, you've got your Joey Janellas and just um, Peter Avalons. So people who have been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to sound like, you know, the Twitter mark. You know, oh, my God, they're just focusing on WWE people. I, that's, that's not the complaint. I have an issue with the fact that they're letting the people that help them put, like, the ground floor down. And that got, I mean, one of the reasons I was excited for AEW is because it was going to feature name, like indie names of people that you don't get to see a whole lot, like the ones I mentioned, or giving Colt Cabana a bigger platform. But it also seems that those are the guys that are kind of getting left behind as they're bringing in Coles and Lees. No loyalty. Yeah, there's, there's really no loyalty with it. And it's not that they're focusing on WWE guys. I just think that after a while, you're going to have so many big fish in this pond. A small pond. Yeah. It's a really small pond, it feels like. I mean, like, just off the top of my head, you obviously have Jericho, Cody, both Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, now you've got Keith Lee, Danielson, Punk. I'm going to put MJF in this group. I'm going to put Penta and Phoenix in it because of their Mexico work and the fact that they're both former Impact World Champions. And with Impact coming up, I'm sure they're going to mention that. Yeah. You've got what they turned Miro into or reintroduced him as. So that's 13 there. Not to mention, um, you've got Darby, you've got Sting, who's getting a lot of the TV time and a lot of the spots. Eventually, your smaller guys, they're not going to have a chance. Yeah. I mean, even look at someone like um, Matt Hardy or Lance Archer when they brought them in. Those were supposed to be huge signings. They got Lance from New Japan. Matt Hardy was, you know, the first to, to quote unquote jump. And it, there's and more they're getting... coming too. Like it's yeah, not, it's not like Keith Lee and uh, oh, I think Jay White's not really gonna be signed. Um, there's more people coming. Johnny Gargano's coming. Jeff yeah, Hardy's coming. And who knows after that? Like who knows who WWE's gonna release this year that's gonna get picked up by him? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that it's business, and, mm-hmm. and I'm honestly not. I I probably come from a different perspective than you on this. I don't honestly. I don't think that doesn't really bother me too much, but I understand the problem that this is going to cause. Because what's going to happen when all these guys that you use less, like the ones you talked about, uh, use less and less, and the contracts eventually do come up, and they're like, oh, well, we're not really using them. Might as well just let it expire. They want to pay for it. But like three years from now, you have all these big fishes. <laughs> it's a little yeah. pond. Eventually, some of these guys are going to have to be mid-carters. And yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna run out of those people that you're not really using much, and then now you're in a situation like, oh, man, AEW's not using Keith Lee correctly. He's been yeah. losing every week. While, oh wow, they're having uh, Adam Page lose every week now. I mean, I I hate to do the comparison to like a WCW, but that was almost what happened to WCW in the later '90s. I guess a better comparison instead of WCW would be the NWO. Eventually, you're going to have so many names. Um, it's just different because, um, well, obviously, like they, WCW existed and it was a, a semi-successful promotion before the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it always felt like, uh, like their problem, like before before they closed, is they they had all these big guys big characters um, that eventually people got tired of and they didn't have enough younger stars to build them up. That kind of feels like the opposite happened in AEW where they had, when they first started, yeah. that all these young guys and a bunch of not too many big names, but now it's like they have way too many big names and not enough uh, people to build on. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in AEW like- three, four years from now. Like I said, the biggest examples of that, in my opinion, are, um, I said Matt Hardy earlier, but then Christian. I mean, Christian came in on the Impact title, is feuding with Omega. 
if in main event matches, you know, this was his big one last run, he outworks everybody. Now he's with Jurassic Express as managers. Yeah, he... Uh, it, it's Christian. Uh, no offense to Christian. I know. Uh, he... I I thought... and. Um... But it's just that kind of thing that they do. It seems like you either go down one of two routes there. Either you're like a Christian or a Matt Hardy, and you just explode on the scene. You're in those big matches, and then you kind of fizzle out. Or, I don't have you seen the uh, AEW starter pack meme yet? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, match against Cody, Tagus Jericho, yep. uh, and then they're on Dark. Or whatever. Well, they have a TNT title match, and then they're on dark. Right. Like, I don't know. I. It's a good problem to have. I've said it from the beginning. Having a lot of talent, that's a good problem mm-hmm. to have. And I've been uh, recently. I've been reading the. Uh, Death of WCW book by uh, Brian Alvarez, mm-hmm. and the good point he makes that it's it was wrote uh, even the revised edition he made uh, came out before AEW was started. Um, but a good comparison, I think he said that I made a comparison to AEW on is that WCW at its highest of the highs, you're thinking like man. Nothing can go wrong here, right? Yeah. But it's ama- it's shocking how quickly things can go wrong, mm-hmm. and we we could be in the middle of that right now with AEW, with like wow, my god, they're putting on great show after great show. They have all this great talent. Like, there's literally nothing that could stop stop AEW right now. But if you remember in WCW, it literally only took like a year and a half. Yeah. For like that quality to dip, and for them to just shoot themselves in the foot. And and then once you're at that lowest low, it takes a lot longer to get out of there than it is to get there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and and in regards to a shooting yourself in the foot, to kind of stay on AEW but move away with it. And I love the guy, but see what Jericho said. What? That he is AEW. He he's compared himself to the Undertaker. Because he's a veteran, and every time he does something, it matters. And he's putting on these great matches with young talent, and, you know, it's getting to the point where a lot of his matches are seeming like big main events, WrestleManias. I, so, I, I wouldn't go that far. We we put Jericho pretty high in our top 25 last year because of mm-hmm. the stuff he did do. But I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say Undertaker. I'd say, like, no. Triple H. At the end, high high end, yeah, yeah, high end, yeah. You know, you know what? No, Chris Jericho is, uh, Chris Jericho's the Chris Jericho of eight. Yeah, <laughs> like Chris Jericho's WWE run, like at the end there. That's kind of what he's doing now in AEW, like put over people that need to be put over that like, can get a good rub with a program with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's the Chris Jericho of AEW. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that, Chris. Much and, respect. Um, Most, I, I, I always respect Chris Jericho for uh, retweeting us. So yeah, nothing, and nothing I know I to say about Chris Jericho. All of his segments are entertaining. I love them. All. <laughs> They're not cringeworthy. He definitely is the influencer of wrestling. Yeah. not Brian Zane. Yeah, um, sorry, Brian. Sorry, uh, you, you never retweeted us, so I'm on Chris Jericho's side. Uh, um. Jericho's part-time run, though. I know I messaged you about this sometime last week. Another report came out that WWE was going to start signing part-timers to short-term contracts so that way they could help put over you know, the full-time um, green talent. Yeah. Possible examples of this was, you know, if they wanted to do something with Mighty Molly and Nikki because the Rumble... Um, the one that comes to my mind is always Jeff Jarrett's run when he came back. Oh, he had the matches with Elias. I'm wondering if that's what they're going to do with Kurt Angle before they decided to nix that. 
but I mean, it, it would be fun to have just some, I don't want to say dream matches, but, you know, Nikki ASA versus Mighty Molly writes itself. It's perfect. I kind of like to set that up at the Rumble a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, if... That's my Mighty Molly speaking of a coward. <laughs> or if Shelton Benjamin and Kurt Angle teamed up to face Chad Gable and Otis. Just, yeah. you know... Odd little monthly by monthly feuds. Still. Yeah. Artie's doing pretty good though. So we got Jason Jordan. Mm -hmm. He's a yeah, well like producer back there. I kind of honestly forgot about him. Kind of forgot he was a producer. Me uh, too. Yeah. But yeah, he's back there. He's doing stuff. Making money. So, so it'll be interesting to see if they do that. I think that um, that'll bring fan interest in bringing in former names, and then if you only keep them for a month or two. Um, and they actually do a feud with them, then the fans shouldn't complain because that's what they want, right? Instead of just coming back for a pay-per-view match, they'd like at least a couple-week feud. You know, this guarantees that the part-timers won't always win because God forbid that. So I, th I think they might be making a good decision. Yeah. They, cut, uh, they cut Shane. They're making good decisions on part-timers. <laughs> they, they should just rehire Shane just to cut him again. Yeah. Let Logan fire him. I'll fire him. Fucking I'll fight him in a Texas death match at Mania. Fight him in a helicopter death match. Want to end it on that? <laughs> yeah! Alright, Shane, it's up to you. Helicopter death You're match. We tweeted at you once. You're a free agent now. You don't. You, don't, you are. He doesn't. You don't have to pay Logan anything. You can just get your ass kicked for free. Or free. Well, DM me the address. You can pull up. Yeah, I'll take you out, Shano.